Well, a warm welcome to all our listeners joining us uh, from around the world. I'm Andrew Zaluski, and I'm uh, truly delighted to, to be today uh, together in this conversation with good friend, uh, Tony Kahane, who is joining us uh, from uh, London. Uh, welcome, Tony. Thank you very much, Andrew, and uh, I'm pleased to be talking to you and, and uh, eventually to our listeners and members of Geisha Galicia. Uh, Tony, your contributions uh, to uh, the field of Jewish genealogy and particularly Galician genealogy, uh, they don't require a long introduction, but let me roll some uh, key dates. Uh, Tony uh, uh, joined uh, Gesher Galicia in early 2000 and uh, importantly was the chair and leading the board of directors of Gesher Galicia between 2015 and uh, 2019. And as we all uh, benefited from Tony's activities between 2015 and earlier this year, 2022, Tony uh, spearheaded uh, research efforts uh, being a research uh, coordinator and for Gesher Galicia. And we'll talk a little bit more about research uh, contributions uh, and in our contribution in our podcast a little bit later. But Tony, let's begin our conversation with maybe a little bit of your personal uh, journey to um, family history research. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about ancestral towns that are linked to your uh, initial uh, inroads to, to genealogy. Thank you, Andrew. Um, yes, probably like many people, not, not everyone, like many people, my active interest in gene genealogy started relatively late, um, probably when I was in my 50s, I'd been interested before in a, in a very sort of amateurish way or occasional way, shall we say. Um, but it was only, and, and this happens, I think, quite often, it's only uh, after one's grandparents are no longer there and, and often your parents too, or, or, or if, if, if they're still alive, they may not be perhaps in a state to remember things well or to talk about them, uh, which was the case with me. And it was only really in the early 2000s that I started to take a more direct interest. And, and in the first place, uh, my father was no longer alive. My mother was still alive then. Uh, in the first place, um, I went to places that my mother's ancestors had come from in, in the Czech Republic, uh, later Vienna, but, but originally the Czech Republic, uh, specifically uh, to the rather enchanting town of Mikulov, or Nikolsburg in, in German, uh, in southern Moravia, near the very close, to, almost on the border with, with uh, the present day border with Austria. Uh, and to Prague, uh, where my mother's father's family come from. Mother's father actually was born in Vienna, but uh, his his parents had come from Prague, and had, they'd been there for quite a few generations. So I, in 2003, I visited uh, 
the Czech Republic, Prague, and Brno, and, and Nikolsburg in, in uh, Mikulov. And uh, I went to some archives in uh, that year and three years later when I visited again the uh, National Archives in Prague, the Jewish Museum Archives in Prague, both of which have many records from the whole of uh, Jewish records from the whole of the former uh, Bohemia and Moravia. And uh, so, so, so that was really the, the start of that. Uh, A long journey, uh, I'm sure. That, yes, that journey. yes, yes. And, very, uh, and, and of course, it's very exciting at first. And in, in, we will talk more about some yes. of the obstacles, but uh, in those days, you've... you've what, about Galicia? what about Galicia? What about Galicia? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, my father was born in Zbarosh, in, in the far east of Galicia. As you know better than I, it was a town that almost didn't make it into Austrian Galicia. Yeah, I think we have to... We have to um... Uh, tell our listeners our internal joke. Um, in 1773, uh, Emperor Joseph II was visiting uh, recently annexed uh, Galicia, annexed to the uh, Austrian monarchy, and there was some dispute uh, where the border should be situated in the border separating Galicia to farther eastern territories that would ultimately uh, become part of Imperial Russia. And I'm always joking, Tony, that we almost lost you. Uh, and only by good deeds of the emperor, he moved the border and about 10, 20 miles to the east. Uh, so I think the Jewish uh, genealogy, particularly Jewish genealogy of Galicia, benefited from the <laughs> imperial action. Well, that's very kind of you, and I'm sure the emperor would be. Yes, if he were alive today, would be pleased to to, yes. to hear you say that. Um, so yes, Galicia. Well, my father had told me a little bit about. I mean, he left. He was born in in, in January two thousand January, uh, January nineteen fourteen, uh, a few months before the start of the First World War, and he he, he left as a, yeah. a baby, really, with with his parents. Uh, and other members of family, one set of grandparents and other aunts and uncles, uh, for Vienna and, and, and some of the larger family uh, returned to Zbarosh in about 1921-22 after the war and the post-war yes. fighting in the area. Uh, but his, his parents and my father stayed in Vienna. Uh, he, he talked a bit. He, he did visit Zbarosh uh, uh, as a young man. He's about twenty. Probably made early visits uh, to to see his grandparents. Uh, he told me a little bit about it, but um, he mentioned Tarnopol as the large t town nearby, and I was reasonably interested. But then you put it aside, and and later you you, you sort of wished you'd. Uh, Yes, I yes. asked more or made notes, and, right? Uh, and, and that's always the way. So, so that was the original. Tony, I, I, I went to. Uh, I mean, I joined Geisha Galicia. I think in the early two thousands, 
um, certainly by 2006, when I went to the conference in New York, the IAJGS conference, uh, I was yeah. a member by then. And, um, but it was still very new to everything, and it was sort of quite an exciting time, uh, the, the, the discoveries. I then went to, 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 to Warsaw and uh, Krakow and to Lviv in, in 2010, yes. and that was perhaps the start of the more on the on the on the ground. Uh, uh, so, so Tony, uh, when you look back at this early uh, brush with genealogy, um, I, tell us what what were the growing pains that you experienced, or what obstacles you faced uh, uh, at that time when you were uh, trying to reconstruct the, your own family history. Well. I mean, things that in those days, and it's not so long ago, but uh, the, the level of digitization, of, of, of computerization was very much uh, less, uh, at least uh, of things online. I mean, there, there were guidelines on, yeah. on, on, on those sites about uh, where to find records and how to deal with them. Um, but it was very much a question of somehow getting to the records in the yes. archive um, and uh, searching them and, and in the way that was exciting because you were dealing with the, right. the raw records, even in some cases they were microfilm data, but in those days, both in Czech Republic and in Poland, the, the rec record books I looked at were, were the real books. And so that was, uh, right. but there were frustrations that, I mean, if you're looking at a, a book of, of, of uh, births from Prague, I mean, it was, it was horrendous, probably a bit like Lvov uh, in Poland. Yes, yes. Hundreds and hundreds, and you have the same people, yes. different people with similar names. Right, <laughs> and, right. Uh, so, so there were problems there, I mean, obvious ones. I suppose another problem was, uh, it's always a case that you, you knew a person was born in a, at a certain time, and you're fairly certain they were born in that town, but you couldn't, there was no record for them. And, and right. that's, that happens too. I mean, it's a, the, the frustrations of uh, doing yes. that. And, and also, I, th I think for our listeners uh, mm. and for all of us yes. uh, at, the, at the first years of the, our own research, mm. uh, another level of difficulties when we double in uh, Galician research is very complex uh, political history uh, changes in. Uh, uh, names of the towns uh, today's uh, split between Polish and Ukrainian mm. side, which uh, um, at the beginning uh, adds another level of of, of challenges. Uh, yes. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, the Galician records are yeah. the ones that have survived, and many, of course, were lost over the yeah. 150 years, particularly during oh. the, 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 the First and Second World Wars. Um, and the aftermaths of those wars, um, but the the as you said, the particularly from Eastern Galicia, there there are records uh, in Warsaw at at Agad. We might right. talk about Agad later. There yes. are records in Przemysl, close to the border uh, between Poland and Ukraine, and there are records in 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 Lviv. Um, yeah, it, it defies um, the sense of geography sometimes uh, yes. where, where you can find those records. Yeah, so on this note, Tony, um, 
let's maybe fast forward now to your tenure as a chair and as particularly a research co coordinator for Gesher Galicia. There are so many activities that we can bring here to the discussion, but I will ask you um, which uh, particular activities you are particularly proud of. I'm sure there is a big bucket of items that you can bring, but give us maybe a, some um, sample of um, well, of those. Generally, and I say that that the, what we achieved, and I, I think we achieved something uh, in, in, in these years. Uh, first of all, it was continuation of work done earlier by, by the predecessors, uh, Pamela Weisberger, president before. Uh, I, I was chair and, and other members, uh, early members of the of the board. And and during the time it was it was also a, a collaborative effort, particularly with people like you and uh, Jay Osborne and Mark Jacobson and others from from our research team at Geisha Galicia. Um, I think the 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 fact that I was able to visit wasn't absolutely necessary, but I was able to visit quite often. Uh, archives the Warsaw in particular and we we had uh, still have some very good uh, collaborators there uh, if I may mention people uh, I'll certainly mention uh, Piotr Gamola who's done an awful lot uh, in, 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 in many ways and in some of the special projects which we will talk about uh, Pavel Malinowski uh, who's now in recent years become our uh, IT guru, IT manager, and has done great things. And, and our colleagues at uh, at Agad, uh, including right. uh, Swabek, yeah, um, and, and and I mean the others. I, I can't mention everybody, but, but uh, the the collaboration with them, and and from that the the collaboration with. Uh, other archives in Poland where we visited. We don't necessarily have very close relationships with them all, but Przemysl uh, particularly, we've developed a, a close relationship and we'll probably talk about that a bit more. And uh, and Agad, I mean, those uh, the two, and, and, and both right. of those have many uh, East, Eastern Galician records. Um, and at the same time, the collaboration, which has become much stronger in the last three or four years, um, despite the pandemic and, and, and despite, sadly, despite the, uh, the, war. the yes. war in Ukraine, uh, is the collaboration with Tsidial, the, uh, the uh, Central State Historical Archives of Ukraine in Lviv, uh, one of two such state uh central state historical archives in, in ukraine yes the, the other one being in kiev uh and we've also got contacts with uh the other two uh state archives so the, tony maybe the for the benefit of our and of our listeners uh, hmm. just from a thirty thousand. Uh, uh, feet level uh, hmm. if someone has ancestry related to Eastern Galicia, mm. where those records 
could be found in terms of the archives. And then maybe mention briefly if someone has ancestry related to Western Galicia. Well, I think the answer really, and, and this was something that in the early days was generally lacking, at least as a, in a single place, um, and that's a technological development um, uh, to do with the um, inventory uh, of records that, that Geisha Galicia has built up. And I think that is really something that we can all be not just me, be very proud of. Um, it's, 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 uh, to say, I haven't seen anything else comparable elsewhere for, for, for Jewish Galicia, that uh, it started in a very small way, probably more than 10 years ago, when, when there was a, a sort of inventory and more like a, a Excel table, which was put online uh, of, of the uh, records in Lviv, the, the ones that the Mormons had right. microfilmed, uh, and, and it was just relating their microfilm numbers to 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 to, to the records, and 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 uh, it didn't even we didn't even use uh, uh, archival uh, reference numbers. That sort of developed, and we added uh, files from Agad, uh, which were well. Uh, Inventoried already by by Agad, and and then in more recent years, particularly after Pavel took over uh, with, with the IT work, we, we developed a, a, a series of online inventories, searchable inventories for for for, for, for the different Polish. Uh, and Ukrainian archives, and, and so that, that started to become comprehensive. The trouble was it was a little bit fragmented. Uh, it was reasonably sophisticated, not not incredibly sophisticated, but you had to search through different different uh, parts of the inventory for for, for 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 different different archives. And and it's probably only two or three years ago now that there was a move which you you yourself spearheaded, I think, uh, uh, putting a lot of effort into working with Pavel to to create a single unified inventory, inventory of records, and, and, right? And this, yes. this, I think, is, is, is very good now. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, the, the, the difficulties really to, to keep it updated and make sure that yeah. new records that come in, new books that are uh, arrive at an archive, perhaps from the civil registration office, books that, that were previously withheld on pri for privacy reasons, that, that, that these are added. Um, but even so, uh, we, we are still finding odd records that we didn't know existed. Exactly. Uh, we didn't know. I mean, perhaps other people did, but uh, I didn't know until quite recently that the state archive in Katowice, which is not in Galicia, but it's not, uh, not very far, um, has Jewish vital records from two towns that were in Galicia. Incredible, uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> so we've added that. We, we know of one or two other peripheral right. archives that either were, were not, where the archive is not in Galicia or it's just on the border. Which which also hold uh, yes. uh, Jewish vital records from Galician towns, 
but this this the Katowice one was a, was a recent uh, discovery. So, so I think this is a great example um, that I think we all should remind ourselves from time to time whenever the question comes to our mind whether certain records survived from this or another town that now we have, as you said, this tool that is accessible to all on a website of Gesher Galicia that we can find A, whether any records survived, if they survived, what type of records, where they are uh, located in terms of uh, in which archives. And also something that you perhaps uh, will get in a moment, uh, it also, the inventory provides uh, information whether those records were uh, in fact indexed by one of many genealogical organizations, uh, not only Gersher Galicia. So I, I think we have uh, one place uh, in a sense that we can uh, cross-reference uh, and check uh, the status of those ancestral records, yeah. If I can add one further Please, yes. benefit of, 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 of uh, the inventory um, <clears throat> is that we, we have already have many scans of, 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 of records uh, attached to, 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 to the inventory, yeah. linked from the inventory. Some of them, uh, many of them are records that the Polish that, that the Polish State Archives website has in other words uh, uh, archives state archives in Poland uh, are supposed to be gradually uh, digitizing their records not just Jewish ones uh, and sending to for, for, for yes. upload to the the website of the Polish State Archives which at the present moment is is, is down actually, but that's uh, another matter. Hopefully come back uh, before too long. Um, we, uh, so that those, those are records from Polish archives. Um, there are many that haven't been digitized yet, but it's, 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 uh, it's position is sort of a lot uh, yeah. more advanced yeah. than it was even just a few years ago. Uh, we also have our own scans from uh, many records, yeah. uh, and uh, those we we put online, uh, linked from the inventory yes. Uh, yes. for the benefit of our members. It's only yes. for members. The the yes. the ones from the Polish State Archive, yes. or the ones from the Agad website, uh, are available for everyone, yeah. and, and they should be. And, and, yeah. Yeah, now, now listening to your reflection on this topic, I'm also um, uh, increasingly become uh, aware and appreciate the fact that uh, genealogy is continuously expanding, not only in discovery of the new records, as you mentioned, uh, but also in exploring different variety of records, right? Uh, from vital records, that is this bread and butter of, of, of uh, family history research to increasing uh, number of different types of records. And again, uh, to your earlier points, uh, those records are also found uh, in the inventories. Very much so. Um... There's a very good set of uh, uh, 
Josephine and, and uh, Franciscan cadastral survey records, a project which you yourself managed over a number of years, um, and uh, particularly uh, property records from, from towns, property records yes. from that period, from the late 18th century, nearly 19th century, yes. from towns that may not have had many surviving records. Yes. records. Yes. Yeah. And, and those are all indexed, they're, they're on the inventories, and, and all the scans from them are on the inventory yeah. too. I'd also mention that our aim is to have all the scans of all the vital records that we've indexed. Yes. And yeah. I think that is, with, with a few that are going up uh, very soon, I think that is virtually done. But of course, we want to have a lot more yeah. than that. Uh, and, and it's the same is true with, with the, the, the Josephine Cadastro yes. and Franciscan survey right. records that we've got the scans for all those. We've got the scans from most of the taxpayer records, Jewish taxpayer records right. from the 1920s and 1930s, which also provide uh, additional information. Yeah. Voters' records uh, from the period. Um, I recently, I, I mentioned that as always, there, there are uh, there's information you cannot find, which should be in the records, and isn't right. there. And one yes. case early on was was that of a great grandmother from Zbarash, mm -hmm. uh, and I couldn't find her birth record uh, at all. I could find it from all her many siblings and her parents, but not, right. not, <laughs> not from Leah Zelazhnik herself. And um, not long ago, we, we uh, obtained some scans of voters' records from Zbarash from the 1930s, and, and that gave her date of birth. And, exactly. Uh, and those will be indexed soon, and we're also doing voter records from uh, Zborov and Skawat. Uh, so, uh, and that's another example that uh, research into the records is not just a, a mundane and very tedious. Yes, that is true for in some cases, but there is we are all always are waiting for that moment of the sudden discovery that a little scribble on the on a record or some information that we um, were not uh, aware that existed suddenly is uncovered. So mm. uh, I think uh, this is absolutely true that from this global discovery to personal discoveries and back to global discoveries, this is a wonderful uh, a journey uh, through through genealogy. So we talked a little bit about dispersion of the records, Tony, you highlighted creating a, a professional uh, approach to indexing of records to the our team in in Poland, but also in Ukraine uh, of research um, collaborators and uh, Gesher Galicia representatives. Um, you talked about technology improvements such as uh, inventories. Uh, as uh, our listeners are uh, acutely aware, uh, for a number of years, Tony, you've been very uh, good contributor and loyal contributor to our journal, The Galicianer, publishing uh, on a quarterly basis uh, um, research updates. Uh, so I'm tempted to ask you, uh, is there any paper that you published in the Galicianer yourself that, that particularly you are either proud of or, or you think uh, um, 
provided uh, uh, greater contribution vis-à-vis uh, -vis the rest? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I think we had a series, you, in fact, you commissioned them, I think, or your successor, Jody, uh, as uh, Jody Benjamin, your successor as editor, commissioned a number of tutorial articles uh, related to uh, genealogical research. Uh, I don't know whether I'm so proud of it, but, but uh, I think what we should mention here is, is not just an article that I wrote, but a companion article that appeared in the same journal. Uh, my own article was Understanding called Understanding Vital Records, mm -hmm. and it was in the Journal of September 2020, that's volume 27, number three, uh, and it was a tutorial on, on Understanding Vital Records. Alongside it, Mark Jacobson had an article, which I think was very much, went with it, yes. uh, on databases for Galician genealogy and uh, those two I think were probably the ones you are perhaps have in mind yes. I should say that my own article and and uh, particularly referenced very much uh, an excellent article that you had written oh, um, <laughs> in uh, June 2017 so that was about three years earlier on uh, entitled Galician Vital Records Legal Evolution, and, and that really was a, 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 a fundamental article for, for, for much that followed. Perhaps the article that I, uh, don't am allowed to mention more than one, but uh, the article that I most enjoyed writing, I, I don't know if people enjoyed reading it so much, was uh, in March this year, March 2022, on Galicia's early period yes a fascinating period yes 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 about the partitions and we yeah. yes. the, the story that you mentioned about uh, right. as well. Right. well maybe uh, it's worth it to remind uh, our uh, listeners that uh, whenever you want to tap uh, to the past issues of galicianer um, you can uh, by logging in uh, from uh, Gefscher Galicia website, you can easily access uh, Galicianer archives in portal, uh, in a member's portal, uh, and then certainly Tony's article and other articles uh, can be easily found there. Uh, we will be wrapping shortly this discussion. So, Tony, I, I want us to look a little bit forward. Um, uh, as you look uh, a bit into the future, uh, can you give us one or two examples of uh, perhaps innovations or ideas that you hope uh, will become down the line a part of uh, Jewish genealogy? Yes, I mean, I think some of these are already ongoing. We, we talked about the importance of having scans available and uh, they can be made available online now. This wasn't the case yes. very easily 20 years ago, but uh, it, it, it can be done now. And uh, we, we, we have been 
uh, as I said, we've been been making scans available from from Eastern Galicia, vital records. Uh, I think more or less all of them now. Uh, it's also up to the uh, archives in Poland to continue that, and and the scans of index books. Mm -hmm. Something I only realized recently are themselves very important. Uh, in a way, it, it, it's if you can't index a, a full record book, but you, you have the images there, just a, a, a yeah. scans of the index book of that book, if, if, if the index right. book exists, is itself a very valuable tool because it, 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 it's, 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 it's almost equivalent to having a yes index set of records uh online uh, so that's something we are uh i know mark and, and, and the team are looking into particularly with regard to index books of lavov records yes uh there's so many lavov records the full, full books of, of, of vital records right uh, and it's very difficult for, for all our groups to index them all or manually looks page by page. That's oh, many, or, or yes. the images to look yes. page by page. But <laughs> yeah. if you have an index book, of course, and, and then that helps. Um, so, I mean, that's that's not a, that's an existing technology. I suppose one thing it it it, it still sounds a bit like science fiction is is um, uh, uh, sort of artificial intelligence reading handwriting yes yes um, we have for typed characters with optical character recognition right. but uh, for handwriting there are there are um, experiments that there are it's, it's been developed to a certain extent it's still not i think terribly good from from the little i know about it but if, if, if people write very clearly which generally right. they don't in the in the books yes. they're looking at uh Whatever their style is, as long as it's a consistent style, then then the computer uh, should be. Able and and to... that would be of a tremendous value, uh, not only because it is challenging to decipher handwriting, but also another part of uh, Galician re records is multilingual character of those records, right? Uh, from German to Polish, occasionally even in uh, Cyrillic alphabet, uh, um, but mostly German and Polish. And uh, uh, certainly uh, German uh, cursive is not very friendly <laughs> to reading in 21st century. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, so um, can you maybe uh, give us your perspective? Uh, uh, do you think, is there any uh, type of records or set of Jewish records uh, that remains uh, stubbornly hidden? In other words, uh, what records you would like to see unearthed by Mark Jacobson and our colleagues in, in, in Gershel Galicia in the next few years or the next few decades. <laughs> I put a little challenge for Mark. <laughs> well, that's that's good, yes. I, I, <laughs> I will second that. Well, there's, there are records that are still, that still haven't been handed over from from civil registration offices, USC offices in, in yes. Poland. Um, 
in small towns around Poland, they, they keep records until they are ready to be released uh, 100 years after births. Uh, birth book has been at least 100 years old and, and 80 years old for marriage and death books. Now, with the marriage and death books, uh, we're in 2022 now. Next year, all the marriage and death rec vital records uh, in Poland uh, of any religion should have been released from, yes. from the civil <laughs> registration office to, to the local regional archive. Um, and that seems to be happening reasonably from what I can judge, but there is an exception there that there's a, a special civil registration office uh, in Warsaw that deals with all the many, or originally there were very many books of records that arrived in a rather chaotic state after the war from the eastern part of Galicia, yes. the part that was then incorporated into the Soviet Union. And um, some of them went to Agad, others went to this uh, special office, uh, and, and because they, 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 they were not supposed to be released yet un, under the privacy laws. And uh, they, they came from, they went as Jewish records, they came from the whole, the Eastern territories, the former Eastern ter territories of interwar Poland. Um, the Jewish ones only came from 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 the uh, Eastern Galician provinces, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but some of the Roman Catholic and Greek Catholic and other uh, Protestant uh, records came from further north in areas that are now in further north in Ukraine or in Belarus. Um, and uh, they are supposed to be handing those over too in as, as they become available, but there's been a lot of backsliding, I think, uh, uh, for various reasons, various excuses, some of them more understandable, like uh, the pandemic. Right, right. But um, they are really quite behind on the, for, for a while, for a few years, 2016, 17, 18, they, they, were, they were doing quite well and they had transfers right. once or twice a year and, and, and they were more or less keeping up with what they should have been doing. And, and since then, there's been very little in the last... Well, I, I have no doubt that Mark and, and his team uh, will yes. have a lot to... I think uh, they will to, have, to to, have to shake them up. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And Tony, uh, I, I, I think that... Um, I'm 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 delighted that although you pulled back from day-to-day -day activities with the board and with the research, but I know from our private conversations and from other activities that I see popping up through Gesher Galicia that your passion for genealogy continues. I know that you recently visited Poland and visited some archives. I don't think I will uh, reveal uh, uh, this as a secret that uh, um, you also plan the visit to Ukraine when the situation becomes more stable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure those visits uh, solidify Gesher Galicia's uh, research activities for which we are very uh, grateful. 
Um, Tony, perhaps on this note, I want to thank you for uh, chatting with us today. Uh, I can clearly sense at the end of this conversation that we have so many other topics uh, that we probably should leave for part two hour uh, conversation <laughs> to come back. So thank you very much, Tony. We wish you health. And again, much, much uh, appreciation for your uh, outstanding work um, in the field of Jewish genealogy. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, uh, a great pleasure. And I look forward to part two. <laughs>